Hello. Um, <clears throat> this evening, uh, I'd like to offer some reflections on the theme of determination. And uh, as I was preparing uh, for this evening, a, a story came to me. So I'll, I'll, I'll share it. It seems relevant. It happened to me this morning as well. Um, so this is a memory. Um, oh, quite a while, a few years ago now, I went to uh, see a play written by my father, in fact. And this play was a monologue by one actor. He had to remember an hour and 20 minutes worth of material. I don't know if any of you have been on the stage, but that's quite a lot. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it was all very exciting and all there. went to see the play. And, um, yeah, I really I enjoy, I enjoyed it. And um, there was one point during the play where this character, it was a very sort of eccentric character, he kind of went off the stage for a while and you could hear him sort of rattling around and he comes back with a script in his hand. <laughs> and, okay, but still completely in character, completely in role. And I just assumed it was just in the play. <laughs> it was just because he just carried it off with such a plum. And then he just carried on and I was like... And so for me it was actually was the best moment of the play, just kind of... And then afterwards, talking to my, my dad, you know, he was so appalled because this guy forgot his lines, you know, and he had to go into the dressing room to get the script. And, you know, my father was so, oh, this is terrible. And I've always remembered that, and, and it really came to mind as I was thinking about this theme. I don't know whether you can sense why. Now, one of the... One of the the aspects of determination, like we explore a bit, is is a sort of deeper sense of what we're doing, you know, in our life, in our practice, so that, you know, we can forget our lines, but actually there's something that deeper that we know we're doing, and we hang in there, and it's okay, you know, and somehow at some level... We know, so that's that's part of what um, exploring this really, really uh, illuminated for me was something really central in the way determination is used, a wise determination is used in in this tradition as a quality of real clarity, a real sense of clarity, and remembering what our Real, what our deepest priorities are, you know, what's really important, and being able to really strengthen our capacity to moment to moment to remember that, to align with that. So, I hope you see some connection between the story and the theme. <laughs> um, one of the reasons I picked up this theme um, was because I was teaching a retreat on the paramis, which are these ten beautiful qualities, many of which we've been cultivating here these, these few days, loving kindness and patience and um, equanimity 
and ethical sensitivity, all of these. And determination is, is one of these qualities. And when I was preparing, I decided I really wanted to do determination. You know, I wanted to study it. Because I felt that, A, I didn't really understand it very well and what it, was, what it meant here in this tradition. And secondly, I felt like when I looked at myself and my practice, I could think, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm very determined. You know, maybe that feels like something that's a bit lacking or could do with some strengthening and clarifying. And so I found that in doing this and and kind of living with this, I think it actually has really brought that quality much more to life in my practice. And, and, And a lot of that, as with all of these qualities that we talk about, you know, and the patience and the compassion, it's like they're already there. We know them some sense a kind of natural innate quality in us but then we actually by attending to them and sort of we can sort of draw them out you know and, and let them develop and I, I I feel like that that that's this has really helped me so also really you know commend that form of practice of picking a theme up and really studying it and then really practicing with it of course so it doesn't stay at the level of ideas but we really we really see we really inquire and see how can that really come into our meditation into our life and and what are the conditions that support that quality so um what is this i like to maybe just um, a few moments reflecting on just what is this uh, this determination? And there are a number of different facets to it, and maybe you know it sort of overlaps with other qualities. Um, and I think maybe at any one time, you know, maybe different facets of it are useful. And so I'm going to read out a few words that describe aspects of determination. And you might just want to kind of listen and just in that way of hearing what resonates, you know, hearing something and you go, ooh, or, hmm, or, so that that might be, there might be something in that worth uh, exploring. So, dedicated, resolute, persevering, resilient, tenacious, Strong, diligent, enduring, faithful, undeterred. She get the flavor of, of this. And another thing I think I felt like it's really important to kind of um, to see, to, to, to remember is there can be, we could say, wise determination and unwise determination. And it feels like wise determination is, is that which is balanced by some of these other paramis, these other perfections, these other beautiful qualities. So it's a determination that is patient, it has patience in it, it has kindness. Yeah, it, it has kind of sense of equanimity, of wisdom. 
And the unwise determination, maybe we could say, tends to be coloured or flavoured or kind of informed by, you could say, hindrances, you know, sort of various manifestations of that. And in determination, maybe it manifests as a kind of that pushing or, you know, perfectionism or harshness or, you know, got to tensing up and, you know, narrowing. You know, it's like you got your blinkers on and you, you know, I'm just going to go for it and to hell with everybody. <laughs> it's these sorts of qualities. So seeing that there can be this very strong sense of purpose, of... Uh, of, of direction, of aspiration, and that is not harsh or hard or fixed. And, and that feels really important, as in my story, you know, that you know, things fall off and break and we get ill and people die and we lose our job and the kind of uh, deeper determination, sense of direction, sense of, of, of deeper aspiration is really what's going to be there for us when things fall apart. You know, what, what is it that actually moment to moment, you know, when things are more okay, what are we really prioritizing? The way we relate to ourselves and others, the way we relate to our practice, because it's like I think there's a process of real honesty that's needed here. Not with judgment, but with, oh gosh, you know, um, I know somebody who is um, quite old now, well into their 80s, and has Alzheimer's, you know, quite severe Alzheimer's. And something about what's happened with her is she's, she's lost almost all of her sort of cognitive faculties and, and what's left there is this tremendously kind person. <laughs> It's quite, and I really sort of been known her for some years. I have a sense that obviously that's not the only condition, and you can be very kind and end up being very uh, aggressive and all of that. So no judgment there, but something about it really feels to me like she's in a way reaping the benefit of a lifetime, a lifetime of sowing those seeds of of kindness. So determination is what helps us to follow through. You know, we all have those moments of clarity and insight and, yes, you know, this is what my life is going to be dedicated to and this inspiration. But actually it's determination, that more kind of dogged kind of, okay, hanging in there bit by bit, step by step, you know, that aspect of that with that, that connects with the virya, with energy, you know, lots of overlap with other factors here that actually helps us to to really follow through. And another aspect of this is a quality of chanda or zeal. Zeal, a kind of wise desire which has come up in some of our conversations. Uh, A great uh, Buddhist scholar and practitioner called Analeo, I believe, I always say it wrong, Analeo, anyway, please forgive me if I've said it wrong. He says, only by way of desire, effort, and personal commitment can desirelessness be realized. And I think what he's pointing to there is the sense of the goal of the path of, of, of freedom, the freedom from bondage to 
to all the manifestations of greed and hatred and delusion, actually, in order to to discover that, in, in order to, to know that, actually, there has to be a, a real zeal, a real wise desire. You know, and the Buddha, in the, in the, in the texts, you know, he would be uh, encouraging this, this wise desire. So, as we were mentioning this morning, I wanted to touch on this again. It seems so, so important that the obstacles, you know, the, the, the diversions and the forgettings and, and, the, and the, you know, kind of, kind of misunderstanding and then waking up three months later and thinking, oh my goodness, you know. And that, that the various obstacles, we could say, obscurations, ways that we, we get lost that we need to really include those in this so that our determination is not reserved for those times when we got a clear road. Okay, clear road. Okay, now I'll be determined. Yep, I can really go for it here. Whereas, oh, there's an obstacle. Oh, dear. And somehow we kind of lose heart. We lose heart. I mean, it's really human and, and it's so understandable. And so what what is suggested here is really kind of gradually, gradually, bit by bit with the small things and, and, and working gently, gently to actually almost change our view so that we begin to feel the obstacles and the, the challenges. We begin to actually view them as wake-up call. It's like, oh, right. <laughs> you know, like a inspiration for practice. Not a disheartening, but... Ah, this is the path, this is the path, this is the practice. And two uh, quotes I'd like to share with you on this. One by uh, Stephen Batchelor, who some of you know, was here recently, um, who said, or wrote, Without the devil to obstruct it, one could not create a path. For a path is kept open by overcoming the hindrances that prevent freedom of movement along it. Now, there's two considerable sentences, so it's <laughs> a lot in there. For a path is kept open by overcoming the hindrances that prevent freedom of movement along it. it it's, it's, can you hear? It's like, it's, it's like actually. The, the, the path itself is kind of this, I'm doing this like I'm imagining myself going through grass or something, or maybe sometimes you need something stronger than that, you need a chopper thing. And you need to... Uh, the, and, and, of course, the power of sangha and wise friendship is we have some help and guidance and company and encouragement and somebody ahead of us on the path going, okay, just use your chopper there, that bit, you'll be all right. It's, it's that sense of community as well I think which is which is hugely important isn't it finding that finding that in our in our life so this characteristically um, these stories of, of in the canon of the Buddha confronting Mara M-A-R-A which is in Buddhism the sort of you know uh, personification you could say of the devil or the tempter comes up in different guises and in disguise you know like 
you know, I'm a really nice cake, and if you eat me, you're going to feel so happy, aren't you? And you look at the cake and you go, yeah. You <laughs> and the, and the, the wisdom here is to, again, the training, the habit of looking at the cake and going, I know you, Mara. I know you. And can you see it? It's like there's no judgment in that. There's no beating oneself up, beating the cake up. You know, it's just knowing that 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 delusion, that craving. And that principle, I think, applied moment by moment by moment, making that commitment. So, again, for each of us to, to explore what is a commitment or a determination that we want to make? And, and maybe it's a very specific area of our life or a specific theme that we want to make a commitment to holding up for ourselves. You know, maybe it's something that we really want to commit to stop doing. Just stop. Just stop. Draw a line. No more. And, and making that commitment with an open heart and a hopeful heart and a real sense of faith in the possibility of that and knowing that by making that commitment, even if we fall by the wayside, we come back, we make the commitment again. We fall by the wayside, we make the commitment again and we really mean it and we have faith in that possibility and that will bear fruit. But there is this element of faith which seems like it's another aspect of determination, you could say, or it's also a support or a precondition to, to determination. And also, of course, it's a fruit of determination, isn't it? You know, because you see yourself determine something, you follow it through, and you're like, I can do it. I can do it. Wow, look at that. It's very encouraging. And, you know, just even little bits, little bits, like the fact that you're all still here. I would take as evidence of quite a lot of determination. You know, just, you know, the fact of even making it a priority to come here and then to stay here and then to actually keep practicing and working, you know, because it's not easy. I mean, sometimes maybe it's easy, but often it's not. So, again, to acknowledge that actually, oh, you know, like when I was studying this, I was like, oh, actually, I do have some determination. I just didn't realize. Oh, great. And how many of you have ever begun and completed a task? This has to have been some determination. I mean, both from the point of view of having a goal, like I'm going to brush my teeth. You know, I brush my teeth. Goal accomplished. To much larger things. You know, beginning a course, like a, a degree or something. And what it actually takes to to get to the end of that. Any course I've ever done has been excruciating at certain points. <laughs> you know, lots of, lots of obstacles. And again, not that it's always the necessary thing to finish the thing. It might be the wise thing not to. But you see, just look back in your life and see how much determination actually is you know, there, been there. So I wanted to read you something that Sharon Salzberg it's written a very really wonderful book about faith, which I think is very closely connected with this theme. And I wanted to read you something that she said about faith. She says, wrote in this book, Faith is the animation of heart that says, 
I choose life. I align myself with the potential inherent in life. I give myself over to that potential. The spark of faith is ignited the moment we think, I'm going, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try. Yes. And again, you know, it's, I hope, I don't know if you can hear, hear that. It's, it's a choice. It's a choice. But it's not setting up some image and expectation about what has got to happen in the future. It's very much about now, you know, this moment, this situation, this decision. What does it mean to bring a sense of clarity, clear and wise determination? And part of that might be just kind of a sense of, okay, not, don't panic. <laughs> I think this is an aspect of determination of just you know, sitting on your bottom or standing there and not panicking or, or feeling the panic but not running, you know, not, not acting out of that. And that's, that, can be, uh, that can be really what's, what's needed. So many, many, many things, many sort of arenas where, where we can uh, cultivate uh, determination. I'm trying to think what, what else to... I mean, I mentioned the Kalyanamitta and the the, the, the the wise friendship, the community sangha, the need for that connection, and also, sort of, kind of next to that is the, the, what I kind of touched on a bit this morning when I mentioned about being our own guide. Is something again through this developing this skill of appropriate attention, and all the all the practices that we've been doing and. and, and it's obviously a slightly different journey for each person, but that we're learning to trust our own skillfulness, you could say, that we can be self-governing, that yes, we can check out things with other people and read and listen to Dharma talks, but that actually that, that, that what, what, really makes, what really makes the difference is having... Having that willingness to, what is it, honour, honour our own experience and the learning that we can do right here with that. Because, you know, often it's maybe not so pleasant or not very glamorous, you know, and there's no lights and fireworks going off and <laughs> it sounds more interesting somewhere else in a book or someone else's experience or, you know, and, and I it's like honouring and, and valuing. Because, you know, bit by bit by bit, that's how our life is transformed. Um, and and it also, maybe an, another part of this that's so important is, I think, I mean, to have some vision of, of, of practice that is actually um, an aspiration to serve others. You know, because to, to somehow that 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 uh, it kind of it kind of opens up the practice. Like it's so easy, isn't it, to just kind of sometimes for practice to just reinforce that sense of like me and here and this thing and my problem and <laughs> 
and that that having having a sense of connectedness of relatedness of serving of offering of of supporting others the earth in various ways you know that that having that clarity having that as part of our our goal our purpose i think is um is tremendously supportive and again it kind of breaks down that myth or that delusion of of separation you know that that kind of sense in which we we feel cut off and separate and different um Hmm. Uh, working with habit. This is obviously very, very key, very key place where both we need determination. We also it's a very productive of determina of of determination, clarity, and 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 when we can when we can actually find a wise, helpful way of of working with our habits. I was talking with someone early, and sometimes there's this. Sometimes there's the no and the stop, and sometimes there's the working with. I know that principle of going with the energy in order to turn it. So um, I was giving an example of uh, food, and trying to have a, a wiser relationship with food. For example, say you want, you know. <laughs> It's rather than going for the all or nothing approach, it's like saying, "Okay, so um, I, giving you giving yourself room. I, I'll stop eating sweets, but I'll, I'll give myself complete permission to snack on anything." I mean, I'm not telling you to do that, but it's just an example as example where you're kind of you're because your underlying determination, you could say, or goal. Is you're, you're trying to understand what's going on. You're trying to ultimately work towards just a, a more kind of healthy relationship with food and, and eating as a kind of longer term thing. So you're giving yourself room, space to kind of explore and, and try out, and still you're honouring that. You see that sort of underlying direction, but you're making more space both in terms of a sort of current arena and also in terms of time, giving yourself that kind of. Okay, this may take some time. That's a very strong pattern. So it, it, there's so many, I guess, with, with all of this, a sort of skillful means with this. And I think that a lot of um, a lot of working with habit it requires a tremendous amount of humility, doesn't it? Humility without judgment. Saying it's like, oh yeah, I'm going, yeah, you know, I do that. Ooh. <laughs> Don't like to admit that. And again, that's so much the the benefit of wise friendship, having that wise other, that that appropriate other to whom we can just confess. But confessing not in the spirit of "Oh, I'm so bad," or "I'm never going to be able to get out from under this," but in the spirit of "Look, I fluffed it again." And right, I'm owning up. I'm 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 kind of. And then you see, it's like it opens a space. There's some space for. Okay, begin again. Okay, right, and getting that support, just even by by saying that. But obviously, working with habit is is really really challenging. But I was also remembering an occasion when um, having a difficulty with a work colleague and really caught up in a quite a quite a horrible kind of. Uh, could say habit in that case of, of feeling angry and 
irritated and withdrawn and I, oh, I'm not going to say anything. And then at some point, just kind of finding the opportunity to just go completely the opposite direction, come out and say, I'm really sorry, and just burst into tears and then have this conversation and the thing is just resolved. Weird. I mean, obviously, I wish it was always that, you know, like that. But it isn't. But it, it kind of... It's like that underlying intention or that desire or that determination, I, you know, of kind of, oh, in that moment, maybe my deeper, my deeper aspiration, my deeper desire, you could say, for clarity, for, for sort of clearing something came out, was allowed to come out through all of that apparently so stuck stuff, stuck situation. And it's not, it's often not as stuck as, as we think. I mean, I think uh, for a while I was involved in some um, peace work in, in Northern Ireland. And I think that the process there, for me, at various points, just felt completely miraculous at some of the healing and some of the shifts and feeling like it's never going to change. You know, a different situations you can think of. And not that then it's completely healed and completely okay, not at all but that things can really change or in South Africa or you know many many places and that that what it takes for us to allow allow change yeah. that's maybe another kind of very might be a wise determination or something to explore like what that means and what are the what might be the conditions that actually uh, enable us to be more open to change. And I think a lot of the meditation practice that we're doing, again, maybe it's not always obvious, but by developing a sense of ground, here, I, you know, this, we've been going on and on and on about the body and <laughs> being here and that fullness of awareness and that simple being present. And that actually is opening up an arena for investigation and for seeing with wisdom. You know, as the mind calms and settles through that persistence, coming back, coming back, coming back. And one of the, again, one of the, maybe the great uses of determination is the determination to see with wisdom, to see what is really happening. Now, what is really happening? And this question really goes extremely deep. You know, it it, it covers, in a, in a way, all the different levels of our understanding, of our reality, of our experience. And, you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody and it's really just, you, you know, you don't, it's not, ugh. and you can say, well, what is actually happening here? Now, what's happening? And that having that underlying commitment to ask, to inquire, to not assume, to not just like trundle around with your sort of unquestioned assumptions and conclusions about who another person is or who I am or, you know, what, what, what that situation is. And again, I think what helps us through that is, oh, oh, right, dropping again down under that. So what do I really want? You know, and I think sometimes that can take us through some layers of grieving because we begin to see how we've got so sort of stuck around resentments, you know, and I'm, I did, but she did that and I'm not going to forgive her and mm, she doesn't deserve it. 
and the tightness like that in our heart, you know, once we begin to kind of come really through that, inquire into that, it can open up and there can be some some grieving. But then there's a possibility of responding a different way or from a different place. Oh yeah, I might just also, I mean this is kind of, we're already touching on this, but um, the determination to discern, it's one of the determinations the Buddha identified, I mean one of the key teaching on determinations, he encourages us not to be negligent of discernment. And again, that's what we're practicing. This is appropriate attention, wise attention that actually enables us to see this thought or this thought loop that I'm involved in here. Is that really, you know, can I, is that, do I want to follow that? Is that leading anywhere good? No. Okay, find some way of coming back, letting go of that, coming back to feet on the floor. Painting the paint, you know, some way of, of, of letting go of that. So this determination to have a wise relationship with thought is, I think, incredibly difficult and really, again, I think kind of goes very deep but is also incredibly practical in our life, isn't it? Because so much suffering arises from being caught up in these trains of thought. Because they, they, they were just kind of got mesmerized by them. Obviously, <laughs> whoa, you know, I always wonder if we've been trained a little bit in that, or watching so much television and that kind of thing, you know, you're just like, huh. I mean, you just like, you hand over your autonomy to the television. I mean, I, you know, I grew up with television on a lot of the time and still recovering, I think. Well, I enjoy the television as well, has to say, sometimes. But I, that sense of the way it kind of, Seems so like sucks your brain out. Well, that's a bit strong, but that's <laughs> like I don't know if you know it. It's really strange, and I think that I just like that connection with because, in a way, that that experience isn't it? It's like a little mental world, and you go in there, and then you're like you're in that world for a while, and that's what our mental world is like, isn't it? It's like a sort of internal television set, and we get it on a certain channel, and we just go in there and just go. And then at some point, isn't it, like something happens, and you're like, oh, blimey, oh dear, well, that wasn't a very nice program. But to, to actually, I think it takes a tremendous amount of persistence and vigilance. It's so It can be so subtle as well, like, you know, to actually, we need sometimes to really open up, don't we, to that kind of, we feel a bit stuck, or something, what is that, what is going on? And then you open that up, you open up to that, and awareness, and... You don't really know, and something jiggles around, and then some emotion. You start, oh, there's something there, and then, oh, and the thought. It's like there's been a believed thought, very common ones. You know, what would some of these ones that, you know, these beliefs about ourselves or others or our situation in the world that are kind of hiding under there. So, the determination to really know thought as thought 
It's hugely liberating. Let's see. So, um, in practice, we need to try and find this balance between being um, like the sense of having a range of tools at our disposal, you know, a range of approaches and mental qualities we can call on, different practices we can do. And the ability to cut through all that, get really simple, feel your bottom on the chair. Right. <laughs> that, that actually it's not like we just need one or the other, but that skillfulness to be able to know what's needed. And so I think the being able to practice that determination to be to be simple. I love this. Um, this is a Zen quote. I don't, actually don't know exactly where this comes from, but it's a little pithy teaching. You can create one for yourself, perhaps. I, I like that. It's one of my little habits. I like making little potted teachings out of you know out of your own experience and out of what you need right now. Um, actually, just while I think of it, I'll, I'll tell you because I think it's actually quite a quite an interesting practice of uh, when I first arrived here to be at Guy House for a couple of months I was settling in and I wanted to clarify in a way, yeah, what's my goal, what, what, what are my intentions in being here, what do I want to kind of keep remembering when it gets busy or when it gets difficult or when it gets too lovely you know? <laughs> and I came up with these four little things and they're a kind of, you could say, a form of, of determination in that they they kind of what they're identifying. So, see if I remember them. <laughs> I've been thinking while I've been in this work retreat. I haven't been actually thinking about them very much. There's a confession. Um, okay, one was enjoy being here. Don't forget. Don't forget to enjoy being here. Second one was practice well. Third one was work gently. And the fourth one was take breaks. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> so really, rec- you know, really commend that to you as a practice. And what's what's really helpful? This is very, I think, the Buddha would approve. But this this principle of having a a, a, a few things. Do you see there were four there? Because it helps they balance each other. And that's like so much of the Buddha's teaching is in lists, partly because it helps us remember and partly because the human experience, isn't it, is so dynamic, it's so sort of complex at one level. And there's this need for balancing and sensitivity into a bit of this and a bit of that. So by having, you know, kind of three or four things, then it's helping you, you know, you go a bit far that way and you think, oh, we'll come back, you know, and you go a bit far bit too much enjoying, okay, come back, <laughs> a bit more work, or the other way, a bit too much work, all right, let's go back to the, do you say, so, so that the wise determination there is in a way fostering this, this uh, commitment to, to balance, to balance, to not get fixated, to say, right, you know, I'm on a mission, I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy, that's it, right, because inevitably, that's just not going to work, <laughs> it's just, yes. Anyway, I was going to read you this one. Um, this is pithy. Like Zen does pithy, doesn't it? Very well. Try to be as still as you can and stop telling yourself stories. 
So there's one if you want to carry that away with you. I like that. So um, maybe I'll kind of draw this to a close and really uh, hope that, that this draws this theme of determination out into the open a little bit for your for your consideration and to uh, really uh, let that be part of your practice and to find out how, how that can support you in, in your life. So I'd like to close by reading a poem that I hope is relevant. I thought it was, we'll see. It seems relevant. <laughs> I think it still seems relevant. Um, it's a poem by Mary Oliver called The Journey. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began, though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. Though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late, late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn, burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice, which you slowly recognised as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. So let's sit for a couple of minutes.
now may each of us honor the truth in our own hearts. May we all find peace. And may all beings everywhere find freedom. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.